Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just uh, react honestly to what we hear. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a whole lot of objective value judgments about what we hear. Uh, We just talk about punk, hardcore, metal, and the things that we like. Sometimes we enjoy stuff that we hear. Sometimes we don't. But ultimately, the goal is to get new music in front of you, encourage you to interact with it, buy music if you like it, go out and see bands while you can, all that good stuff. You know, buy zines, uh, make zines, start labels, start bands. Um, You know, I I think one thing that I found um, reported to me frequently is that this has been a good resource for older folks who had lapsed and are uh, getting interested and wanting to be active and involved again. And this is a nice uh, first step in, uh, in doing that. Um, I'm very happy that we can serve that purpose for people. So, you know, if you're having trouble, uh, if you don't know where to start, I feel like this is a, this is a decent resource to at least get you on the path. It's, um, it's at least probably decent. Right? It's at least probably decent. That's, that's the best I can say for it. That's, that's the best we could say is it's probably pretty good. It's probably pretty good. Um, we've got 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We get through between five and seven of them usually, and that's really all there is to it. Um, so this week I'm gonna I'm gonna top load the episode with a few things. First of all, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some of the stuff that I normally reserve it for the end of the episode, just because every, you know, I don't know, every few weeks, every couple months, I like to do this just because um, I want to catch new listeners or people who maybe don't uh, you know tune in for the last thirty minutes of the show for whatever reason. Um, the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. We do have a Patreon five bucks and up gets you access to all of the content that we put out. $10 and up gets you access to all of the tapes that we release, which are funded by our patron, our patrons, our Patreon donors. So as always a huge thank you to uh, everybody who enables us to do that. If you're new here, we do release tapes. Um, I just got the audio files for what will be demo listen tape number three that should be coming out. Um, look, it's like mid August right now or early August right now, rather. So I, uh, I imagine it'll probably be, uh, probably, I'll probably have them in hand like early to mid September and out to you guys shortly thereafter. Um, but yeah, $10 and up on the, on the Patreon gets you access to, uh, copies of anything that we release. Um, I, I felt it was a good time to remind people just because, uh, we had spent the last several months doing an arduous journey through, all of the associated acts uh, oh, to Napalm Death. Hold on. Yeah. We're done with that. We should <laughs> stop. We should stop mentioning it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, you know, this is, I, it. This, is this is the last time we'll mention it. I'm just saying, you know, as of about a week ago, um, we got a new episode back or a new episode up and I think we're back on track, um, you know, uh, back to form as it were. Um, and we're going to have fun. We're going to put out more Patreon content. So if you, uh, if you lapsed because of the Napalm Death series, if you were thinking about joining but weren't interested in that much content related to Napalm Death, now's a great time to join up. Yeah. Um, like I said, thanks to everybody who has, uh, who has been uh, a, loyal, a loyal donor from the beginning or, or, uh, or, or new, new folks. And people at, at, the least, at least one person enjoyed the, the full breadth of that uh, exploration. Yeah, for sure. But if you like to have fun, so do we. We're just not 
always very good at it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's, that's very accurate. Um, other than that, you know, um, we don't, uh, we don't advertise or anything like that. We don't, uh, maintain social media for the podcast. So, you know, if you like the show, tell your friends, I guessed it on a couple, uh, a couple podcasts recently, um, like in the last week that should both be going up here in the next couple weeks. And, um, one thing that was reported or that I guess that I guess that we discussed um, on each of those shows was just kind of like the emerging world of of punk podcasts over the past couple of years, like very grassroots punk podcasts. And I, I've started to think of it like especially the format that uh, that that we have on this show and similar shows have is almost it's it's kind of like um just like an audio zine in a way, really. Sure. You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's uh, a couple of blowhards talking shit, speaking extemporaneously, saying stuff that we may or may not support within even a week of saying it, um, talking about bands. You know what I mean? It's it's very much an audio zine in that way. And um, and talking to the people that I was who, who are all um, folks who were involved in hardcore throughout the late 80s, early, mid 90s, et cetera, um, you know, we were discussing that idea of people who had lapsed, who were, who are now interested in, in trying to pick back up where they left off. And, um, and I think that the sort of like emerging, uh, extended family network of like punk and hardcore podcasts is, is a cool resource for it. So, um, so yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I just wanted to, uh, you know, you know, encourage anybody who enjoys the show to, you know, tell your friends, tell your homies. We don't, uh, we take this seriously, but on the same token, we're, we're not, um, we're not out here trying to join podcast networks and secure sponsors and stuff. Not that we, uh, poo <laughs> such things, you know what I mean? But we're certainly not making active efforts at doing them either. Yeah. You know? And honestly, if we got it, at least one of us would probably actively sabotage it. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah that's just part and parcel to what we do here. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to encourage people to to check out other podcasts that are in the same vein. Tell your friends about it. I think that this is potentially uh, a cool a cool resource um, that uh, when utilized well can can be very handy for people. Um, and then as kind of an extension of that idea, you know, punk and hardcore and subculture in general, I think it embodies. And exacerbates both the worst traits of human society, uh, you know, tribalism, um, gossip, that kind of shit, but also the best, which are, you know, is the human um, ability to cooperate, um, to pay it forward, do things of that nature. And uh, today, I think um, the the latter was really exemplified by this kid, Nick. He is uh, an Indiana native. He lives like, I think, like an hour or so outside of Fort Wayne. And he messaged me a few days ago asking if uh, the house venue that I book shows at the bug house was in need of any cabs just to use as like, you know, backline for touring bands. If people didn't want to load down, load out um, all their cabs, uh, help reduce, you know, break tear down and set up times between sets and all that. Um, and he offered them up totally for free. You know, I told him he was like, yeah, man, you can just have these. Um, I said, you know, I would love to be able to pay for them. I'm not really in the position to pay for two cabs right now, but like, I'm sure you can make some money off of them. You really don't need to feel compelled to give them to us. But uh, he insisted he really wanted to do it. He said he had uh, had no use for them anymore. So we just got a, a 215 and a 410 at the bug house. Um, so, so two rain bands lives can be made easier. And that was just literally because a kid who listens to the show um wanted to like reach out and do something cool and 
Um, I think, I think that, um, like our sort of literal little microcosm, um, is a place where you can encounter that sort of behavior and those sort of people, uh, more frequently than you, than you might encounter them at large in the, in the world at large. And, uh, it's one of the things that certainly has kept me, uh, so hopelessly bound to this, uh, this subculture for, um, basically the entirety of my preteen, teenage and adult life at this point. So I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to Nick for doing that because that was a, a really cool thing to do. And it, uh, it was one of those, one of those moments that, uh, imbued me with, uh, a sense of hope and pride in our, in our oh, little corner of the world, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. Turn off the fucking waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you're getting a little choked up here. You know, I get it. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> I, I'm not choked up. I just, uh, I just, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to, inst- to, to stress, um, uh, how, uh, how, how sick that was. That's all. Okay. So, uh, you got, uh, you got anything to, to share up top this week? Any anecdotes, anything? I did, but I, I totally, my mind, my mind slipped. You started talking about zines and I started thinking, I, I totally actually blanked on what you were talking about until I heard that you were still talking about the cabs that that dude gave you. And, um, um, yeah, I was just thinking about how much I hated Maximum Rock and Roll back in the day. <laughs> like, I have a million copies of Maximum Rock and Roll, right? Yeah. Not a million, but, you know, a couple hundred issues. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read more than, like, five articles in a mm-hmm. Maximum Rock and Roll. The only reason I ever bought it was to look at the ads and to, like, look at the the record reviews to see what was coming out and what was out and stuff. Sure. And even the record reviews just always kind of pissed me off because it was always, I don't know, it seemed like people were reaching for the most obscure references, right? Yeah. Um, it always irritated me, you know, that, uh, you know, I was always reaching for the most obscure references to like third gen Dead Kennedys bands when you could just say the Dead Kennedys. Sure. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I, right. I just, it, it was maximum rock and roll always uh, smacked of a little bit of punk rock snobbery to me. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, Thank God it's dead. <laughs> I really hope that there are. Is it dead? I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure that it is. I think it might still persist in in some form or another. But I could be wrong about that. I just. I. I will say. I really hope that we have listeners who occupy that exact same space. Well, where I'm they sure. Like, I'm, I'm sure they do. Like oh, they straight up just hate. Like they they hate what we have to say. They think yeah. we're fucking morons. But we put new music in front of them, so they're like they just begrudgingly tune in. You know. I wonder if it's just online now. It's still up. They got a website. Damn it. it yeah, it might be it might be an online only endeavor at this point. Yeah. I, I, I just found at some point like when they started having like maximum rock and roll news, hey, this comes out once a month. The news that you're reporting is uh number one, highly skewed by your uh black spiky philosophy. Sure. And uh it's a month out of fucking date, so shove it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then the articles and stuff like who gives a shit? I don't give a shit what happened to you on this date on tour or uh, you know, what you think about uh, basically fucking anything. Just tell me what bands are new and their records. I would literally much have preferred just the, the zine to have just been literally nothing but ads. A list of new new records and ads. <laughs> so you're describing a catalog. That that's would have been much to my preference. Yeah, you're looking for a mail order catalog as opposed uh-huh. to a zine. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I just, uh, I'm not... Uh, yeah, who gives a fuck, right? I'm no better. <laughs> awesome, fair enough. So, uh, all right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's jump into the queue this week then. So, 
First up, we have Immortal War with Voice of Misery. This is a Boston, Massachusetts band. Um, this was submitted by Kawi, um, a uh, a reliable submitter of cool shit. This looks to be some uh, some metal punk shit. I, I imagine that this is going to be in the in the vein of Venom and that kind of thing. If I had to guess, just based on the art and the name and all that. Next up, we have got Eastwood with a record that is pronounced either Antibios, Antibios, Antibiosi, and Antibiosi. <laughs> um, they're from Germany, so I don't think that that is. Uh, I don't think the the Italian. The Italian zing that you put on it is correct. That's my general European zing, man. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, word. So this was sent in by John Fett. So I bet you can guess that it is grindcore. Um, I, I guess that it was a John Fett submission um, just from the logo of the band and the art. I knew that this was a John Fett submission. <laughs> yeah, so he he described this as grindcore in the vein of uh, worm rot and uh, somebody else, he, he name dropped another band that I was like, okay, cool. If this is uh, if this is actually in the vein of that, um, I probably will like this. I think he also name checked uh, Six Brew Bantha, maybe. Um, then we have got Ritual Warfare with Repulsive Addiction. Um, this was submitted by TJ, uh, the homie TJ from Pittsburgh. He described this as um, some thrashy death metal out of uh, Halifax in Nova Scotia. I've heard this before that I, I know I've heard this before because that artwork is very eye catching. It is. Yeah. And, uh, it makes you want to listen to it. I, I don't remember if I liked it or not. Okay. Word. Um, then next up we've got Cemento with killing life. This is uh, an iron lung records release, uh, just came out at the end of June. This was submitted by Andrew Schaefer. Um, I believe he described this as some, uh, some post-punk, some like kind of, kind of gritty, um, driving post-punk stuff. Then we have a submission from our homie Vomax that, uh, man is just, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to be able to pronounce any of this. It's a, <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pure fucking gobbledygook. This is a band from Finland. They are called Edenaseton Pojola. Um, Y-D-I-N-A-S-E-E-T-O-N-P-O-H-J-O-L-A. Edenaseton Pajola is the closest I can come to that. The fucking name of the record, Ina Mile Irita Kualima. I don't know, man. I am sure I am way the fuck off on this. I, I bet if you heard um, a Finn pronounce that, it would sound like it was two syllables. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, he, he described this as, I believe, some, uh, some ripping DB informed shit. Um, he said that the, uh, the vocalist sounds like he is dying the entire time, which was uh, very ear catching. And typically, if Vomax recommends something, it's really good because the man doesn't like. Um, I mean, he likes a lot of shit, uh, but pretty much everything he likes is cool. And it takes quite a bit for him to actually actively recommend something new. He is, he is perhaps the most critical, uh, most critical and also on point, um, I guess, uh, purveyor of music opinions I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. I mean, I my opinions from uh, differ from from his own from time to time, but it's rare that he presents an idea that I uh, that I could um, that I could describe as entirely erroneous or uh, or at the very least not well th thought out and well supported. Um, next up, we have got Soul to Keep. This was submitted by Jordan Holland. This features uh, some members of Jordan's band, Fading Signal. This is a band from Raleigh, North Carolina. It is uh, 
described by him as sounding like any number of locking out bands from the early 2000s, which is, uh, as we discussed on previous episodes, a blind spot to you. And for me, um, an incredibly formative uh, hardcore scene that that very much um, helped kind of guide me into contemporary hardcore when I was a kid. So we'll uh, we'll see how this stacks up against that stuff if we uh, if we land on it. Then we have got Brat from New Orleans, Louisiana. This was submitted by Levi Thompson. Um, I don't know what this. Uh, I don't know what this sounds like. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I really don't like the aesthetic here. <laughs> I'm not liking the look of it. I, I, I'm going to assume that it, this is like vaguely in the grind world, um, but uh, but I guess we'll find out if we land on it. Then we have Curtain Wall with their self-titled release. This was a submission from uh, our homie Jay from Romania. Homeboy plays in Cold Brat, submits a, a lot of metal stuff. Um, he described this as like some kind of raw um, black metal with dungeon synth elements, which, you know, could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the art on this. It's pretty sick. Then we have got Placeholder with Nobody Asked for This. This was submitted by Nathan, who plays in the band. We've had Placeholder on uh, on the show a couple times before, within like a month and a half of each other, uh, about a year, a little bit more than a year ago. Um I think uh, I really liked the first song that we had on here uh, or had on the show from this band, which is actually featured on here, uh, Sickness Health. And then the second song we had, um, I was like a little lukewarm on. You were kind of like, yeah, this is good at what it does, but it's, you know, I don't really give a shit about it. Um, it was kind of like Rev Summer meets Kid Dynamite kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I went back and revisited the track Sickness Health, and uh, I still still really, really, really like it. So um, kind of stoked to, uh, to check this out, whether or not we land on this tonight or not. And then last up, we've got Ponies Off Pump with Wirt Schoenwieder. This is a band from Berlin, Germany. It was submitted by Vinnie Page. Says that it's uh, some synth-driven post-punk stuff that he has had on constant repeat for the uh, past month month or two. So that's what we got in the queue tonight. Let's roll the dice, see what's up first. Six. Okay, six is sold to keep. So here we go. We will uh, we will see if this does stack up to, uh, to the locking out uh, era of hardcore that I hold so dear. Jordan suggested that we listen to the second song since the first one is an intro. You can find this at soul to the letter two or the number two keep.bandcamp.com. And uh, this is their debut release, Stuck on a Feeling. So we're going to listen to Not Like Myself by Soul to Keep off of their EP, Stuck on a Feeling. Yeah. 
All right, we just heard the song Not Like Myself by Soul to Keep off of their debut EP, Stuck on a Feeling. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, boring. A little bit, yeah. I can, um, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, what do you want me to say? I, I don't listen to a lot of hardcore like this. And when I do, I want it to actually go somewhere and feel like uh, the song is evolving and picking up and raging. This just, it felt like, it felt like an intro riff the whole way through the fucking song. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I, I kept waiting for the song to go somewhere and do something, and I just felt like it didn't. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like I said, I'm, I'm super well-versed in uh, in the Locking Out catalog. It was, it was in- incredibly pivotal for me when I was getting into... Uh, contemporary hardcore, hardcore contemporary to me in my youth anyway. Uh, so, you know, bands like um, Mental, Stop and Think, Righteous Jams, Rampage, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it was it was incredibly formative for me. They were putting out records that um, were essentially, you know, tipping me off to what was going on in hardcore at large when I was coming up as, as a teenager. So, this is in the vein of that stuff for sure, but it, it's it's missing the uh, that certain something that kind of helped define um, a lot of the bands of that locking out scene, which is there's there's an element of like fun and kind of like lighthearted rock attitude. You know, they have some bounce. This band does uh, Soul to Keep. They have some of the bounce and and some of the sort of like stripped back back to basics um, approach of a, a lot of those locking out bands, but. Um, yeah, it was missing just that the urgency and the energy that, um, a lot of those Mm -hmm. bands had, you know, and I mean, locking out has continued to put out great stuff. Uh, you know, rival mob fucking, they put out some early power trip stuff. I mean, they've put out, you know, the flex, a a ton of really good shit over the years. Um, and yeah, this was just, it was missing some of that energy. Um, I think the basic format, you know, this is, this is to formula, I guess. Um, if you're looking to play hardcore in that vein, but I think you describing it as, as boring, um, as as uncharitable as that may sound, it's, it's pretty accurate. This uh, this just didn't feel particularly compelling. I want this kind of music. If you're going to play super stripped back, just kind of like mid-tempo hardcore like this, I need it to be really energetic and fun. I need, I need this to make me want to fucking like dance and have a good ass time and pile on because that's, that's really the soul of, of what this music, that's the soul of this music. That's the fucking crux. That's how, that's how this style of hardcore works best is getting a fucking, you know, packed VFW hall to go off. And, yeah. uh, the song that I just heard, you know, it didn't, it didn't push me there, but this is also the first release by this band. I, I don't think it's on the wrong track. Um, I would, no. you know, I would, I would tune back in for further releases and see if they've, uh, if they stepped it up. But, um, yeah, this, this wasn't quite there for me yet. It was, it was perfectly passable, but, uh, but nothing that, that really caught my attention either, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the only context in which I would, you know, pay attention to a band like this is if everybody's going to fucking go nuts at a show. Right. Um, I just looked at, uh, locking outs, uh, release catalog. I, I don't have a single locking out release and have never even heard of most of those bands except for a, a couple new ones like mill spec and illusion and a couple other ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a, I mean, that was just like, um, that was a world you were like totally tuned out to when it was happening. You know what I mean? I feel like you mm-hmm. were, you were knee deep in like grind and PV and like the, more the, a grimier world than that when that shit was popping off, you know? 
Yeah, a lot of the, uh, I, I, in general, I don't pay attention to what I will just generally call streetwear hardcore. Sure. And that, yo, yeah, right. I mean, fucking, dude, locking out is like the OG streetwear hardcore. Yeah, I was looking at some of the other like bands on the label, right? And checking out like their, their pages and looking at pictures. They look like fucking clowns, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, some of them. They were, I mean, they were men of their time, certainly. They, they look like straight fucking clowns. Um, there's a band, they're a newer one too. At least they have a newer release. Uh, where is it? Oh yeah. Like it or not. Uh, I've, I actually haven't fucked with that band before. Dude, the picture of the, the picture of the dudes in this band, it makes you want to fucking set them on fire. <laughs> I mean, they, they look, they they look like they're trying real hard to fucking clown. Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't pay attention to streetwear hardcore. I just don't give a shit. I I don't know, man. I think there's uh, let's see these are these are some uh, these are some decent looks. <laughs> I'm it looking is. at I'm looking at it now. It looks like this features the uh, this features the Young Brothers, most famously of Twitching Tongues, but they've been in uh, they've been in a fuck ton of other bands too. Cool. I mean, but I don't. I'm still not going to pay attention to streetwear hardcore. I'm just not. Yeah, see, and uh, streetwear car- hardcore was my gateway, and uh, you know, I've I I may or may not be on the periphery of the streetwear hardcore scene. I, I, so. I would argue that uh, you are at least three quarters of the way through the door. <laughs> <laughs> I might be smack dab right in the middle of the eye of the storm. Honestly, I think I think I think, I think so. I think honestly, and you certainly uh, you certainly are um, contributing to the the, the continuing tradition. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, nonsensical clothing and streetwear. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I own that, and I, uh, I I do not recoil from the accusation you make. Yeah. Um. So uh. So there you go. There's our appraisal of Soul to Keep. Not bad. Uh. Not particularly compelling. Would uh. Would check back on uh on another release for sure. See, here's the thing though, too. Like this. So the first song is you know. The eponymous track, Soul to Keep, right? right? Yeah. Which is an intro. Sure. But that song sounded like a fucking intro. It did, yeah. It just, I think, and that's due to the fact that it, it, it really just didn't seem like it went anywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, just uh, want, a, want a little bit more energy from this style of hardcore. So um, tip of the hat to Soul to Keep. You're, you're, uh, you, you got your foot on the right track, but, uh, but it, ain't, it ain't there for me yet. But I'll, you know, I'll check back in. And certainly the last thing you need is, is uh, two grown men from Indiana's approval. So keep doing your yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> hey, wear, wear your streetwear, right? Keep it going. Keep it real, right? Yeah, you and look, if you you look great, trust me, you look great. <laughs> and if you need anything, uh, you know, just hit me up. I I'm I'm the plug. I'm the vintage yeah. plug. If you want to pay fifteen hundred percent markup on a two dollars <laughs> shirt that was cop by, that you could easily have gone and bought yourself, right? <laughs> and here's the thing I was thinking about. I mentioned this last night, like. The sense, like, like everything is bought out of irony, right? Like your whole, your whole, your whole gig is basically, um, you're a purveyor of of irony, right? Because ah. nobody's listening. Nobody that's buying a fucking Travis Tritt T-shirt for fifty bucks that is like twenty years old actually gives a shit about Travis Tritt or Conway Twitty or an Dale Earnhardt show. It's all in the spirit of irony, right? Nobody that's buying that Skid Row Slave to the Grind shirt actually fucking likes that record right fucking nobody right because you're not selling it to like a 45 year old mom in wisconsin right (laughs) yeah it's all based on irony but the thing is irony is just how you define it so you know what guys 
just go to a fucking thrift store, find a fucking shirt that says like, you know, John's hot dog stand and wear that. You'll pay two two bucks for it and you'll put my buddy out of business. (laughs) Or... Or conversely, you want to save yourself some time. You want to play, pay a little bit of a premium. Just hit hit up Can I Kick It Vintage on uh, eBay, Depop, Instagram, and I, I'll hook it up for you, man. I'll yeah. give you the hardcore hookup, the uh, the heavy metal discount. Um, so, uh, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice and uh, and see what's up next. Uh, seven. All right, so seven is Curtain Wall. You can find this at grimestone.bandcamp.com, which I believe is the label that put this out. Mm-hmm. This is their self-titled debut release. I, I do want to note that Curtain Wall is spelled, or Curtain is spelled C-U-R-T-A apostrophe N, um, which is, I, I assume, sort of like an anachronistic um, you know, spelling of, uh, of Curtain, you know, a medieval I think thing. it's... I, 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 I don't think that's how they spelled it in the old tiny days. I think it's actually a, uh, it's not only is it anachronistic, but it's also incorrect. <laughs> I think it should just be Kurt apostrophe N, curtain. I'm, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not even anywhere approaching an expert or even uh, a well-informed hobbyist about middle English. So I, I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't venture a guess. Um, so, uh, it looks like they've got the first song queued up to play. We'll go with that. So we're going to listen to Timeless Armor by Curtin Wall off their self-titled release.
All right, we just heard the song "Timeless Armor" by Curtain Wall off their self-titled EP. So before we before we talk about this release at all, you know, speaking on the topic of anachronism in general, I just want to note how funny it is to me that the the chosen method of uh, of orally conveying like medieval atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. is via instrumentation that in no way represents like the sounds that were available to medieval music makers, but instead are representative of like the prevailing musical technology around the time that like uh, America began its its love affair with fantasy in like the the sixties and seventies, you know, yeah. so, like, via well, well, like, like old old school synths and stuff, you know. The the bass drum sounded like it it in this at least sounded like it could have been. A cardboard or wooden box. That is true. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure they don't think they had cardboard back then. Yeah, you might be surprised, but uh, they did have def. I, I'm going to say they probably had wooden boxes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so speaking to the music on this, I, I really, really liked this a lot. I thought this was great. This was. Um, like hyper primitive, um, but in a way that works really well. I thought the the goofy sort of like Casio keyboard elements um, were were excellent. I thought they added to to the overall atmosphere, um, the overall vibe of of what the homeboy was trying to capture here. Um, I I just think it all worked together very well. Um, talking about you know fucking weapons and sieging castle walls and shit um i'm into it i'm pretty much on board for for everything that is on offer here um i got i got nothing bad to say about it i was i was smiling pretty much the whole time i was engaged by it Uh, i thought it was fun it was catchy um it was a lot different than i expected it to be i expected this to maybe be uh, i mean take itself a little bit more seriously um but uh this was like refreshingly lighthearted while at the same time um still being apparent that dude is is attempting to write actually good songs which is a combination that usually wins me over so uh so i liked this a lot how'd you feel about it so i i like this too um i did not expect this to take itself any more seriously than say like poison ruin sure but i also expected something much more akin to poison ruin yeah um and instead what we got was something that reveled in its shittiness yeah and just general amateurness and really kind of like you know had yeah it had fun right yeah uh, and that's what sold me you know this and, and i'm reminded of this because there's a link for the band at the bottom of the page mm-hmm. but um it got me thinking about that um Kekta rock band that we had yeah about a month ago or so and i didn't like it i thought it was maudlin and boring and um everything like that yeah and this isn't a mile away this isn't that far away from it right but it's the intent of this right and it's for sure it's, yeah it's the execution of this in that you know it's having fun with it yeah. i did not expect anything serious because look at the fucking heart right. right yeah um and uh yeah it's having fun with it i mean it says recorded straight to tape straight to tape right there's better ways to do it but you wanted a shitty sound right? sure yeah and that helped the whole thing that helped the whole thing at times i couldn't even tell what exact instrument i was hearing <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. was so distorted and fuzzy and just lo-fi right like yeah. the synth when the synth finally came in i was like oh wait there's the synth you know and yeah. and and the drums just sounded like pans and like a cardboard box yeah um yeah i was kind of into it and this also it had some pretty good riffs like it, there it was did. some there was a there was a little bit of fucking like rock and roll snarl in this for sure 
Yeah, there was dare dare I say uh, something that felt almost akin to oi at times. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, definitely like yeah, and, and definitely had fun with like not just reveling in like you know the drone of black metal, but just having a little more fun with it. Yeah, for sure. They were like that. The I think the mid tempo nature of this and the like the rocking element of this uh, to me, it like it 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 put it in it put it closer to some stuff that I wouldn't necessarily uh, have expected this to fall so closely adjacent to sonically. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked it a lot. And I ended up going halfway through the second song without actually. If I had one critique, I would say that I actually thought the second song was still the first song. Um, there was a, not a ton of difference between the two. Sure. Um, but that's probably also me because I was looking up on old English dictionaries words for curtain uh-huh. and wall. Yeah. It's definitely not curtain wall. <laughs> uh, it's castle wall, castle wheel. Okay. Um, there's also uh, um, that which is a castle wall, castle wheel, uh, city wall, caster wheel. Uh Let's get real boring with it, right? Let's go down through this. Um, then there's uh, Shield Wall, uh, Skeldberg, and uh, Scaled Wheel. So, Curtin's totally incorrect. Fix your shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, and for sure. Honestly, Definitely cha- change your band name. Change your band name. But honestly, you know, Scaled Wheel isn't a, bad, isn't a bad fucking name for a band like this. It's not. No, it's not at all. So, if anybody who was thinking about starting, you know, a lo-fi one-man dungeon synthy raw black metal project, there you go. That's a and freebie. And they want to be correct in their old English pronunciation of the uh, concept. Right? Yeah, if you want to employ the correct vernacular for your one-man fucking black metal right. project, there you go. That's a freebie on you, you'll us. Be a, you'll be a step ahead of this band, that's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So there you go. We both liked Curtain Wall. Not uh, not what either of us expected. Thanks to Jay for sending that in. I think Jay Jay always sends in some curves, and uh, I like it. He doesn't send in stuff that you would expect him to send in based upon his participation in the band Cold Brats. It's always you know, like off the wall metal shit, you know. He's he's pulling from totally different threads than you know what it, it seems like everybody else is pulling from. Yeah, because I honestly, I'm trying to think. I don't think he submitted anything that I was previously familiar with. No, I don't believe he like, has. Like, I see stuff all the time, and, and it's like, yeah, I know that. I've seen that. But I don't think I, you know, he, he's just pulling on different threads. Yeah, for real. So so big shout out to the man, Jay, from Romania. He's uh, he's always he's always throwing uh, throwing curveballs at us, and I appreciate it. And uh, that was one that I particularly enjoyed. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's roll the dice. Uh, eight. Okay, eight is uh, Ponies Off Pump. You can find that at poniesoffaufpump.bandcamp.com. The release is Vert schon wieder. This is the uh, synth band from Berlin I mentioned up top that was uh, described to me as being a, uh, a repeated listen for the, uh, the submitter over the last two months. Um, I don't believe that a particular song was uh, suggested to us. They've got the first song queued up to play, so, uh, so we can just go with that one. So we're going to listen to What Den by Ponies Off Pump off of Vert schon wieder.
All right, we just heard the song Watt Den by Ponies Off Pump off of their release, Avert the Show Navider. And um, I didn't like that, man. I didn't like that really, really at all. I guess maybe in principle, there was a part of me that wanted to like it because um, <clears throat> I guess I like some of the early purveyors of this brand of synth punk. Um, but in 2021, it, this just feels like really toothless and played. Um, this wasn't a particularly interesting or even energetic take on synth punk uh, of this variety. Um, it, it very much felt like, uh, you know, bar band felt like the, the, the synth punk band that you catch at a bar that uh, all the patrons are really into and you can't quite, um, you can't quite conceive of why everybody there is buying the, buying the t-shirts um, other than the fact that they just want to feel like they're participating. Um, I don't have any, any great degree of, uh, of hatred or anger at what I just heard or the people making the music, <laughs> but, uh, but I didn't like it either. How'd you feel about it? Yeah. So I'm not in the mood for this shit tonight. I'm gonna be honest. I am absolutely fucking dragging right now. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm super tired and this almost put me to sleep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like it just, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm not in the mood for it. You catch me at a different time. I might give it another chance. I'm still probably willing to like, maybe give it, you know, check in somewhere else a little later. Yeah. Um, cause you know, it's only one song we've been wrong before we're wrong most of the time. <laughs> um, and all, and, but this song didn't grab me and in my own, like I was really spacing out while this song played. Um, I, uh, I'm trying not to let the fact that I am, uh, as tired as I am bleed through into the mic, but, uh, I think I'm failing at that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I found it hard for me to pay attention to this very much. I just need, like, I need hooks and energy. Uh, there was no hook in this. No, not at all, man. There was no, I'll give you that. There was definitely no hook in this. Um, it, it wasn't, it was like, I guess danceable but not catchy right because you there's there's nothing in there to grab you and make you remember it no not at all it it feels it feels like uh the band that would be in the background of like a scene in a movie where they like needed like a band that was playing at the punk club and this is the band that they're like pushing on you that the producers or whoever is in charge of that aspect of filmmaking um wants you to think is like the cool edgy punk band you know what i mean i guess i i i actually i liked your analogy of the bar band and the reason that everybody's buying their shit is because they're from fucking germany right 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 for that's sure. why yeah no i i mean we've talked about it before but there's there's a certain band that we we've shit on before and they're nice folks so i don't i don't feel like name checking them again but that i think everybody only buys the shirt of because they are not from america <laughs> they play america frequently but they um demonstrably objectively provably suck ass yeah and, and and like i didn't think that this sucked ass it just it, it was in my in my state of mind right now this was not grabbing my attention no, and I'm uh, I'm I'm as alert as ever, and uh, it it did nothing for me at all either. So I don't think uh, I don't think that that can be attributed simply to your uh, to your to your exhaustion. I just think that this wasn't uh, wasn't particularly good. So uh, all right, let's roll the dice. You know, I also want to point out, yeah, the uh, curtain wall band, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, by any ordinary metric, that was terrible, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, you, sure. You play that. You play that to 
a hundred, we'll say a hundred hardcore kids, right? Mm-hmm. What do you, how, how, how many you think out of a hundred are down with that? Like for real, right? They might, they might like, you know, but in their hearts of heart, they might say, yeah, that was pretty good. But in their hearts of heart, how many you think are down with that? Uh, three to seven. Yeah. I was, I was, I'm going to split the middle and say five, right? Yeah. You play the uh, soul to keep stuff for hardcore kids. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a 70, 30. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. But by any, by any like normal standard, uh, soul to keep is definitely more palatable and better for sure. And, uh, I flatly described it as boring Uh and then raved about unintelligible, poorly recorded (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess should just tell you everything that you need to know about our sensibilities and like the people making this fucking show. But you know, also cause I'm done with that kind of hardcore, right? It's been done and it's not for me. It's not like, it's not an immortal form, right? right? Yeah. It's not in a mortal form, so it's not really going to make me pay attention to it anymore. For sure, yeah, um, I think that's I like, think that's fair, yeah. But Curtain Wall is, you know, not entirely new in its concept, but at the same time, fairly novel. Yeah, right, right. So I, it was just more interesting to me. You give me um, ten years of bands sounding like Curtain Wall, and I never want to hear another one. Sure. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think just it's it it, it obviously tracks that uh, the more mileage you got on you, um, the the more that the 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 larger the larger novelty plays a role in uh, catching your attention in like new media of any sort. You know, unless unless you play and say it with me here, unless you play <laughs> rock and rock roll, roll based hardcore. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yes. Unless you do that, in which case just do it well enough and I will, I'll buy a record every I'll, time. I'll eat it every time. It's like oxygen, right? <laughs> yeah. Never get tired of oxygen. Delicious. Yeah. All right. How many have we got left? Seven? Yep. Seven. Six. All right. Six is a uh, brat. So, uh, All right. You were hoping we wouldn't land on this. I wasn't hoping that we wouldn't land on it per se. It just has the look of something that's going to annoy me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just has the look of something that's going to annoy me. That's all I can is say. It the, is it the Pomeranian? Is it the logo? Is it the fuchsia? It's kind of all of that, man. Like yeah. it's, it, it's so it's the name is kind of like, you know, it's like the logo is stupid. There's the Pomeranian. And then mean is what we aim for is a, is a fucking play on uh, cute is what we aim for, um, which is a, a band that I, I know only by name. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I think that they're like, uh, I, I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like they're, they were definitely produced from like the mid aughts, like radio emo scene. Um, so I, I don't know everything about this just like rubs me the wrong way. It just, it, it strikes me as false before I've ever even heard a note of music. You know what I'm saying? All right. Now I'm looking at the, 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 the folks in the band, right? Uh-huh. I see a Britney Spears shirt. Uh-huh. I see a fucking There's a gold Steve bird. Austin shirt. Yeah. Oh, is that, yeah. Steve Austin shirt. My bad. Yeah. And I see a dragon. That right. dragon shirt is pretty fucking sick. It is. It looks like it would probably fit me too. Probably would. Um, how much do you think those are going for? Um, and those look like three can I kick it customers right there. <laughs> they they legitimately do look like three can I kick it vintage customers. Um, those, you know, dragon shirts like that that are actually like old school ninety ones nineties ones. Uh, they can they can fetch quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that's probably a newer print, but yeah, 
Well, um, because they didn't make shirts that that's the reason why I don't have any cool shirts in the nineties. Cause they didn't make shirts that big in the nineties. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, three XL, a three XL dragon shirt. No way. Yeah. It was, it was unlikely to come across something like Steve that. Austin, Brittany, what do you think? Um, I, well, I sold, um, let's see, what did I sell earlier today? I sold like, uh, in, in NWOT, uh, a uh, Kevin Nash NWOT from 1998 earlier today for uh, $50. What a numb nuts. <laughs> <laughs> to my to my friend Nick, um, some Steve Austin tees, depending on what they are, they go for hundreds of dollars. Um, <laughs> like my girl, <laughs> my girl has one that's worth like easily 150, 200 bucks. I'm sorry, man. I... <laughs> I know I sound like a fucking old man because I am an old man, but that is fucking bonkers, right? <laughs> yeah, that, well, it is, is, sure. that is definitely like fall of mankind, decline of Western civilization. <laughs> you know, I was reading an article how like in the 70s, there was some, you know, researcher in Yale. This I read this about like, I don't know, three weeks ago. There were some researchers in Yale that predicted like the fall of society sometime around like the year 2030 or 2040. And we're like right on track for it. Yeah. And I think that... um Stone hundred and fifty dollars Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts were actually predicted in their model. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, hey man, I'm just uh, I'm just like uh, I'm just trying to subsist while 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 the fucking castle walls are still standing. Hey, you know, <laughs> milk those dollars for every fucking penny, right? That's what I say. Yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to save up enough money so I can build a nice bug out bag. So when the shit hits the fan, I can fucking disappear into the wasteland. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, all right, let's uh, let's listen to this band. Do we want to listen to the title track, or do we want to listen to the first track that they have queued up? Well, mean is what they aim for. It is, yeah. That's, let's let's see how they're aiming. All right, cool. So, we're gonna listen to "Mean Is What We Aim For" by Brat off of the release of the same name.
All right, so we just heard the song Mean Is What We Aim For off of the release of the same name by the band Brat from New Orleans, Louisiana. And that perfectly exemplified the exact type of poser shit that I clocked this for from Jump. (laughs) Yeah. And I will explain exactly what I mean. This is a part of a a wave of bands, a, a, a kind of scene within a scene that exists right now that is trying to have its cake and eat it too in the sense that they want they want the squiggly logos and the blast beats and the sort of subcultural cachet of authenticity that comes along with being in quote unquote like a grind or PV band but they also want the spin kick mosh and you just yeah. simply cannot have both you see, yeah. with rare exception, you know, unless you're fucking haymaker, you know what I'm saying? There's just, there's rare exception. And most of the bands that I hear that fall in this, in this general realm where they're doing like burly, you know, grind PV informed stuff with like just too much, too much fucking mosh core DNA in it. It, it just, it all, it all strikes me the same way, which is just like, you guys are like, you're, 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 you're grindcore hobbyists, you know what I mean? And like grind is a form that requires like full commitment. And this, so this kind of stuff just doesn't do anything for me. I mean, I guess if you're like a hardcore kid who, who also enjoys grindcore and PV and you wish that there were like more overt mosh parts in your stuff, I guess that this wave of bands that that's coming out right now is, is probably your shit. But for me, it just like, it doesn't capture the best parts of either world that they're pulling from. It just kind of creates uh, a synthesis that is less than both in my opinion. And, and listen, listen, this isn't terrible. There are plenty of things that, um, I would I would much rather hear this than, but I will never ever turn on something like this on purpose. It's just it's not for me. I think this is for like people younger than me or of a, at the very least a, a different a different musical persuasion than myself. So when it first came in, I thought it was going to be a, a complete shitter the whole way through. Yeah, um, weak fucking vocals. Weak. Yeah, the vocals are really fucking bad real fucking weak vocals weak fucking like opening up with like a weak breakdown yeah uh when it picked up but because that's more my fucking pace is i was like all right fine let's fucking go right yeah um and then that absolutely out of place obscene breakdown at the end right yeah no thanks i'm out i'm all the way out now yeah this i can smell I can smell the vape cloud coming off of this. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And that, and, 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 and like uh, you vape fine. That's fine. Your fucking lungs. Right. I don't give a fuck. Right. I mean, I, I put, you know what, put grain alcohol in, in your fucking vape pod. Right? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Your fucking lungs, but you will never, ever, ever convince me that it looks cool. No. Or that it is cool. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, it is, it is. It is absolutely a dignity negating device. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, I can, you know, it, the, the fuchsia, the Pomeranian, I can, I can fucking smell the strawberry shortcake vape coming off of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I think about this is, you know, but at the same time, guaranteed 
that the folks that are in this band are listening to a set of fucking bands that I have never heard of. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. guaranteed, it's a whole different bizarro thing, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, more power to you. You know, fucking, you know, do your thing in your fucking lane, but it ain't my lane, that's for sure. Um, it was almost in my lane, almost. You tried to cross this, to, 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 they, they, they tried to cross a line. Yeah. No, didn't nah. do it. No, definitely not. Listen, and it was weak, and it was weak. Yeah. Yo, if mean is what you're aiming for, then make it fucking mean, right? Because, yeah. yo, a breakdown by itself ain't fucking mean. Yeah, for sure, man. And I mean, oh, yo, speaking of bands that 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 melded these two worlds perfectly, that, you know, got the spin kick mosh and and the, the, the blast beats and is mean as fuck. Yo, you want to do that? Fucking ape left for dead, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. There's there's a band that fucking nailed it. There's a 23-year-old band that fucking nailed it. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At, at the height of their powers, you weren't even born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, like I said, this is this is literally um in every single way exactly what I expected. It was like they it it was like they read my mind. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I knew exactly what this was going to be and that's what it was. So, um, there you go. I'll, I'll give the same review for everything that, uh, gets submitted to the podcast that, that is in this same way. And as I have previously, um, <clears throat> all right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Let's get one more in. I know you're tired. We got a fuck ton of voicemails. So, um, yeah, we got to get through some and, and honestly, this has been a shitter. I, this has been a shitter episode because as much as I liked curtain wall. Yeah. I ain't shitting my pants over it. Sure, yeah. I, I liked it a lot, but it wasn't like, oh, fuck, I discovered my new favorite thing either. It's fine and dandy, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I need something to, like, shock my brain. I need I need a little, uh, I need, I need a little pick-me-up here. So let's, let's give her one more go. All right. Five. All right. Five is uh, five's the Vomax submission. So this, this stands a pretty good chance of being the pick-me-up that we need. So this is the band whose name is pronounced almost certainly not Eden, Edina Seton Pujola. Um, you can, Edina Seton Pujola? Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. I, I don't know the first thing about the Finns and their fucking language. I so. can't even imagine where it came from. What it, what in the world is the etymology of this fucking language? <laughs> I, I truly don't know, man. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's as alien a language as there is on this planet. Yeah, like, is it, is it... Like where is I? I I'm gonna try to fucking use some terms and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, but believe me, I truly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right? Yeah. I read the Third Chimpanzee by Jared Diamond about ten years ago, mm-hmm. and he talks about the etymology of fucking languages in Asia and Europe, and uh, I am pulling terms from that from the dusty corners of my mind. But like. Is this, it's certainly not romantic. Is it Germanic? I, I, I have no idea where this fucking, this, this, these Scandinavian languages come from, but my God, are they a fucking nightmare to read? For sure. Like in, in terms of languages that use like the Cyrillic alphabet, the, the Scandinavian languages are the ones that are the most far afield for me. Everything else I feel like, okay, I, I follow, I see what you're, I see where you're going with that. Whereas like the Scandinavian languages, I like, I dude, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I have yeah, no idea crazy. how you arrived here. So um, let's uh, let's just jump right in. They got the first song queued up to play. It looks like they only have a few songs uh, streaming off of this. Um, so I, I can assume that maybe 
um, like the rest of the release is available via like the label website or something like that. Um, let's, uh, let's just listen to this first song. So we're going to listen to <laughs> Sadistan Sortunit by Edina <laughs> Seton Pajola. Maybe. This band has been around for a grip. Yeah, they they have been around 2008 for yeah they've been doing it for a long fucking time so, so. we're gonna listen to this song by this band off of this release I'm not going to do this band the disservice of trying to pronounce their name or the song titles of their record again. You you will be able to find the link to right. this in the show notes. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a bona fide ripper. I would say far and away the best thing that we heard on tonight's tonight's episode. Um, very very good. It's exactly what I would expect based upon uh, Micah's description and their locale and the album art. Um, but uh, it did it did what it did remarkably well, and I liked that a whole lot. As soon as I heard the siren song of the chainsaw guitar, right? right? Yeah. Finally. Yeah, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Now I, I like this a lot. Now I will say given the state that I'm in right now and the, uh, the general dearth of other ripping things that we've, we've had tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm in a good position to say how the, how, where on the scale of good Scandi D beat this is. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. But I'll say that if you like Scandinavian D-Beat, you'll like this. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a fair assertion. Um, you know, is it uh, is it better than uh, Scandinavian D-Beat band A, B, or C? I don't know. Probably not, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, that's about it. You know it. what I mean? Like, like that's that's the fault of this stuff is it is, it, it is very samey. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. So, you know, pick take a pick, right? Right, right, it's, right. Um, it's uh, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I liked this a whole lot. It makes me want to circle, but and and I'm telling you what, 
I've been exercising. Uh-huh. I got medically cleared. I'm back to, uh, you know, I'm back to, uh, back to business as it were with my right arm. So medically cleared. Yeah. And, uh, was exercising today. That's why I'm so tired. Uh, I've been, uh, the whole time that I haven't, I've been doing a lot of like, uh, endurance workouts and stuff, just, you know, not using my right arm. Yeah. Wait till you see me in a circle fit. I mean, worst, worst fucking nightmare. All six foot five, 305 pounds of me, you know, running counterclockwise in a circle pit. Yeah. I can't wait. I have, uh, I've seen that in action before. It's always and the, fun. The heart, the heart is going to be, uh, pumping strong. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that you're going to be in top form. Um, when shows commence here, uh, in Fort Wayne again, very soon. Yeah. So on that, we've got, like I said, a fuck ton, a veritable fuck ton of uh, voicemails. And I'd like to get through a chunk of them. So um, and I, I've I've already acknowledged uh, your uh, your exhaustion. And I, I you know, I want to help you. I want to help you. Uh, let's just get it done. Yeah. Get out of here as soon as possible. So let's uh, just you get know, it's fine because I, you you know that I, I don't mind suffering. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not a wimp. I, yeah, that's true. But I also I'm just tired. I'm just tired, so I'm not focusing on bands that are boring, right? Right. Um, but uh, that still doesn't make me a wimp. <laughs> well, I also still want to give people, you know, a good a good product on some level. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know, it's uh, you can. Uh, here's the thing. If it goes, I, I my favorite thing is when things go completely fucking sideways, right? Yeah. Like if I were listening to a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. The best thing that could happen is to hear someone like, I don't know, puke and pass out in the fucking <laughs> right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Like, as much as I like it, right? Yeah. That would be the best thing. Hear my dog attack me and just leave it in, right? <laughs> that would, Yeah, that would definitely not get edited out. Yeah, you just leave it in, right? So, yeah. you know, I, me being tired obviously isn't as dramatic, but, you know, it might lead to me uh, a little slip of the tongue saying some things, you know, you never know. <laughs> Okay, cool. So uh, uh, let's uh, let's listen to some voicemails then. Listen, you know what? I used to listen to you guys, and then you rip on fucking bands all the time, and say I'm checking the boxes and all this crap. You know what? Fuck that. You should be promoting all these bands that fucking send shit into you. And you know what? Great. I don't know who you are. Nathan, all you are. You're in some weird part of the country that has like corn and some crap. I don't care. But fuck off, man. Like, bands are trying, and you guys are ripping on them, and I don't like it. And if I ever meet you guys, I'll be like, hey, knock it off. That's not cool. What? Oh, yeah, and I hope you fucking stub your goddamn toe when you uh, are walking down the street because nobody likes you, and you have no friends, and you have a big butt, and... Your butt stinks, and you like to sniff your own butt. Hey, man, I'm just calling to say I love your show. It's fucking awesome. Nah, you guys fucking suck. All you guys talk mad shit. I hope you fucking choke on a fucking scrotum. I hope Mary Poppins comes down from the sky and breaks her umbrella off in your asshole. I hope you get a fucking ingrown hair in your asshole. And if I ever see you, I'll fart in your general direction and suffocate you with it. Peace, 
right, so muscle vest. Nick said something about it sounded like some shit out of Louisville 15 years ago. There was a band, and the only thing I can remember is that they had a song where they just kept repeating, you'll make a beautiful cadaver. And I remember they were from Louisville, but I can't remember their fucking name. So, uh, Nate probably doesn't remember it. Gray doesn't probably remember it. So anyone else that's listening to this that knows what band I'm talking about, please fucking tell me. Because it's been stuck in my head for 15 fucking years, and I can't find it anywhere. And I look insane when I sing it to myself in public. Okay, thanks, man. All right. Well, if if anybody can help Tim out, please do. But Tim, speaking directly to you, I know what kind of music you were listening to 15 years ago, and I would be shocked and appalled um, if the vast majority of our listenership had taste that abysmal. So I, I don't imagine that you're probably going to run into too many people that know what the fuck you're talking about. But I do hope that you're successful in your quest. Um, and I, I, I'm going to say, even if you did know what band that was, you would probably still look like an insane person singing it to yourself in public. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, um, grant you any sort of like, uh, added credence if you could explain to people that it was from, you know, a song by some punk band in Louisville 15 years ago, you'd still look like an insane person. So uh, if you're worried about that, maybe just don't sing those dumb lyrics to yourself when you're in public. I don't know. That's the best advice I can give you there. Um, if anybody needs Tim's number, uh, to let him know what shitty band from Louisville he's thinking of, just hit me up. I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we got, so here we look, uh, before we even listen to these, Zach, um, you call in regularly. You, you generally have like pretty thought provoking calls. You usually have like a prompt or something. Sometimes you say very nice things about the show, but multiple times now you've called into the show and left, uh, consecutive messages, which we've already stated multiple times as a no go. And we also say literally right in the message, like in the answering machine message before you speak into the phone, please keep your call under 90 seconds. And you can also just look at your phone and see how long your call is. It tells you right there. There's just a timer on it. And on this episode, not only have you left consecutive calls, but one of them is over a minute and a half long. So um, I feel like I'm at an impasse here because you, you bring good content to the, ta- to the table, but you repeatedly spit in the face of convention and my edicts. You know, what am I to do with this? What do you think, Nate? Um, let's listen to the second one because it's a minute. Okay. Um, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna totally, uh, issue <laughs> yeah. the first, the first one. Maybe we can use context clues, right? It's, it's literally six minutes later. Um, how about this? I'm just going to give you like the rundown because uh, it basic based on the text that I'm seeing here, I think that Zach just says a lot of nice things about the podcast and says that it's useful to him because it allows him to keep his finger on the pulse of stuff without feeling like he has to be hyper engaged. Um, so it allows him to kind of passively have things put in front of him that he can then choose to engage with more and it reduces the amount of general footwork he has to do to stay uh, abreast of current happenings. So, I mean, I really appreciate any time that you fluff our our fucking sacks on this show, and it's it's really appreciated. But uh, for the sake of just keeping like interesting content on the show, we're just gonna listen to your second message where um, you have like a prompt and a question, and I'll just say um, thank you, Zach, for whatever nice things you said in your first me- first what, message. What a fucking jerk you are. <laughs> He said all this nice shit, and uh, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let's listen to the second one. Hey, what's up, boys? I got another topic that I wanted to talk about, kind of kind of a similar topic to the one I brought up last week about bands that you respect but don't necessarily like. Uh, sidebar, I agree with Nate completely about the youth crew stuff. That is basically an entire genre that I respect and I, like, see its echoes and appreciate but do not like. Anyway, this new topic is bands that you like live but do not like on record. For me, the very first band that comes to mind is Turnstile. I would have swore I fucking hated Turnstile. And then I saw them live, and they put on, without a doubt, one of the best shows of any kind I've ever seen. So I'm just curious if there's any bands like this for you that just have really good energy or just sound different live. Like, for whatever reason, Turnstile, to me, just comes off completely different live than they do on record. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Got any that uh, that come to mind immediately for you? Not immediately, but I, what, what I'll say is this. I am much more apt to like a band in a live setting than I am just hearing them cold recorded. Sure, yeah. Yeah, right. I think a lot of people are that way. So there's that. Um, I'm much more apt to like a band if I see them live. I, it, maybe it's the, um, the experiential sort of connection or the personal connection that you get from you know, seeing them do their thing, but um, that always sways me more than just coming in cold and hearing a band and recording first. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this one no longer applies to me because I've I've loved this band for many, many years at this point. But um, a band that was that way for me when I was much, much younger was uh, was Terror. Um, when I was first getting into hardcore, like I, I didn't really understand the appeal on record. Um, I don't know what it was. I just I, I wasn't in a in a headspace where it resonated with me at that point in my life. Uh, and then I saw Terror sometime in the mid aughts for the first time. And uh, it just immediately clicked. I was like, oh, OK, yeah, cool. This is like a superior. Just, this is just like a superior hardcore band, like a superior live act in every in every way. And then that subsequently opened up the records to me and like I understood them. And uh, so it's not exactly to to your prompt because it's not like a band I dislike now on record and like live. I like their records as well. Um, but that said, it still kind of applies because I don't follow contemporary like terror music at all. Like I haven't listened to a new terror record in many years at this point i really only actively fucked fuck with like the first handful of records like maybe the first four lps um but still when i see them live and they play new material i think it goes over really well it's fun they are still a completely superior live act um so that's that's kind of an example of that but nothing comes to mind where where i think that there's like a, a stark divide where it's like i don't listen to this band uh on record at all but i do enjoy them live um, um bane oh okay yeah that's that's me yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense yeah like i like the first seven inch i don't really i don't own anything by bane after that and i don't listen to any recorded bane material after that yeah but i've seen them live a bunch of times and they're generally pretty good i will say they're super fucking sappy it's a big fucking cry fest with everybody in the crowd yeah um which is fucking lame but um generally speaking they always they they put on a good enough show that I'll at least watch half of their set until I'm so disgusted with the uh, weep wompiness of the fucking fanboys dogpiling so they can cry into the microphone that uh, I leave. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a pretty good example. Um, I and also Zach to your uh, to your point, I think a lot of people are that way with Turnstile and like any time that people. Um, 
uh, t- tell me like that they don't like that band, I always suggest that they see them live because uh, they are an act that even if you don't care for their music, they are an undeniable live force that is just um, it's really, really hard to say a bad a bad word about their uh, their live performance after seeing it. I would I would be hard pressed to find somebody who could with a straight face say that they are not a, uh, a superior live act in pretty much every respect. So. Um, so yeah, turnstile, good, good example of that phenomenon for sure. Um, all right, we got, uh, we got two back to back from Joe, but one is just a, a little addendum. So let's just listen to these back to back real quick. How we doing? 507, been on the clock for an hour. I'm listening to episode 96. Just, uh, I, I wanted to narrow in some thoughts here, kind of consolidate some thoughts. Gray, you know. You're talking about this muscle vest then, and you're talking about your feelings and NPR and every time I die, and you're talking about staff, all these, I mean, you just go on and on. Dude, let me just help you out. The shit sucks. It fucking sucks, dude. That's some, uh, that's some Emerson Theater 2006 bullshit. So, anyways, you couldn't seem to spit that out, and you talked about that shitty band forever, so I wanted to help you out a little bit, just being a friendly listener. Uh, big fan. Have a good day. Dickie Betts is alive. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Dickie Betts is, uh, is indeed alive. And if anybody would know, it is, uh, it is Joe Stevens, for sure. You know, you know what I was thinking about? Yeah. Um, is I heard him on NPR with Terry Gross. Uh, Dickie Betts? Yes. Okay. And she was interviewing him, and it was shortly after Greg Allman had died uh-huh. and um, and Butch Trucks. And uh, she, you know, said, you know, a founding member of the Allman Brothers Band, he's, you know, um, you've seen uh, you've seen times change a lot over the years. And he lamented, and he said, oh, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of my good friends died. He said, and, uh, I, wish, I wish I would die, too. So I be with them, and that's why I thought he had died. <laughs> There's no fucking way. There's no way that on a fucking Terry it was, interview, it was, heart, it was heartbreaking. It was like on Diane Reem when Fred Rogers, you know, announced that he had stomach cancer and was going to die, and that was when he made that announcement to the world. Dickie Betts, he kind of got quiet for a second, and he's like, "Yeah, I wish I was dead too, so I could be with him in heaven, and I'm not down here anymore." <laughs> God, I wish so badly that were fucking real, man. So here's another thing, Butch. It, let's it's it's Almond Brothers talk on the fucking podcast right now, uh-huh. right? Butch trucks, right? I just I just Google Butch trucks and I look at them, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, it says people also ask, and it says how much is Butch trucks worth, right? <laughs> and it says negative a million dollars time of his death. <laughs> Damn, dude, Butch wasn't doing so hot when he died, huh? Butch Trucks was an American rock musician who had a net worth of negative $1 million (laughs) at the time of his death. (laughs) Oh, man, that's good shit. Poor Butch. So, yo, also, Joe, to your point, yeah, I mean, I, I could uh, I could summarize this as 2006 Emerson Theater bullshit, uh, that muscle vest band. That is definitely mm-hmm. an apt description. However, uh, that that is such a local reference that it wouldn't translate to our broader audience. So I had to I had to speak at length in order to provide the proper context. But yes, any uh, Indiana or any specifically Indianapolis residents will know that uh, that you speak true on that topic for sure. So. Um, all right, we got two more. Let's just fucking knock them out. Let's listen to this next one. 
you have a mullet in hardcore. Yeah, never mind. I don't know what the fuck I called for, but yeah, no, seriously. Uh, gatekeep those with mullets in hardcore. Gatekeep those with Kawhi in their name in hardcore. Anyone who tries to gatekeep other hardcore, gatekeep them. We just need to start bullying again in hardcore, like hardcore bullying, not just like the the soft jokey bullying we see in that goddamn Facebook group, but like that hardcore make them cry and leave bullying. Fuck it. Just I don't make the rules. Bully me out of hardcore for all I care. No, this is just the thought that like I don't know. I got like thirty seconds. I'm losing it and I'm getting unhinged. But yeah, uh, people with mullets shave your fucking head and gray. You get the faggot pass because. Yeah, why not? You probably like some dick. Nate, if you like dick, you get the faggot pass, too. Feel free to say it. Well, everybody got the pass in 1995. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no no doubt. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It was a different world back then. And believe me, that shit uh, did not matter to nearly most everybody, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it sure didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to the rest of this, uh, call, I, I can't speak to it. That's just, uh, this is just like the AJ opinion column now. You know what I mean? It's like I presented without presented without comment or, uh, or fucking like editorial oversight. Um, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's what AJ's thinking about this week. Um, thanks for issuing me the pass, but I assure you, I was going to keep saying that whether or not you told me I could or not. So, um, all right, we got, uh, one more call and I believe it is from our Australian correspondent, Niall. And he did report to me that he was intoxicated when he left this. So let's see how that goes. I'll start with a thank you to Gray for sending me both the, uh, demolition <coughs> fucking releases for free in the shirt. What I will end with is fuck Nate, fuck that straight edge motherfucker. He doesn't like Papa Roach. That guy's obviously a fucking boomer, fucking cuck, fucking sitting there with his fucking wife. He's just fucking sacking fucking insurance off him. I fucking hope she takes you for every dime. And, uh, yeah, fucking glad AJ's not calling anymore because that guy's a fucking cuck. That dude would suck my dick from behind and then ask me if he could pay me 50 bucks. Anyway, fuck you. Fuck Gray. Fuck his girlfriend because you're both fucking leeches on the fucking parasite side. A fucking vintage, vintage fucking selling market, making fucking poor cunts like me pay way more fucking money for Ralph Lauren. You cunts don't even understand the fucking struggle. Fuck off. Fuck yourself. Love you cunts. Fuck you cunts. Fuck yeah. Love you. Bye. <laughs> listen, listen to him cry about Ralph Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this is uh this is the man whose podcast we're supposed to go on in uh in a I think like a a week from today a little less than a week from yeah. today yeah um so uh thanks uh thanks Niall for the call sorry for uh sorry for driving up the cost on uh, vintage Ralph Lauren also on that tip I'm pretty sure that you told me once that you were sending me a box of clothes. And I think you just made that up because it never arrived. So well, it would be a lot of money to send it way more money than it would be to uh, even sell the shirts. Right. I I mean, I agree. And I told him that before he sent it, but he insisted that he did. And I, I don't know, man, I am, uh, I'm suspicious of that. I'm not sure that it ever got sent. And if that's the case, it's fine. You know what I mean? But just own up to it. Just let me know. Did you send the shirts? Did you not send the shirts? If you didn't, it's all good. We'll just wipe the slate clean. We'll call it a wash. Um, 
But uh, all right, cool. So Nate, I know you're fucking mad tired, and we uh, we managed to actually bang out a fuck ton of voicemails in a pretty timely fashion. So I'm pretty proud of what we accomplished here tonight on our fucking stupid podcast. We got some texts. Uh, oh wait, we I think we just have one new one actually. Um, oh wait, no, we do have uh, we have part part three actually. Um, and <laughs> I, I guess I didn't realize this, but this is coming from AJ. So part three of my cousin's fun little fiasco. So I don't speak with the family. So this has been secondhand info. But my cousin, who is a seventh grade math teacher, mind you, is facing ten to twenty five years in jail, and the stepmom is trying to see if my uncle in quotes, cousin's dad, will drop charges if they pay him a reimbursement of medical and insurance costs. Also, she's a fucking physical therapist. This isn't backwards, backwoods bullshit. This is suburban guineas and New Jersey real life shit. I hate this family, but this is a second to my grandfather dying mid-racist rant while on his deathbed. I fucking hate these people, but they've become pretty entertaining. Any updates I'll send, but his court date is August 25th, so it'll be a bit. So if if you could watch somebody's grandpa die mid racist rant, is there any better form of entertainment? <laughs> no, I, I don't think there is, honestly. You know, like I don't want to watch my grandfather die of mid racist, you know, rant. You know, right. I know, he didn't die of it, but uh, you know, he died of something. Um, so sorry about that. But man, if I could be a fly in the wall and watch some old man just unload every dark <laughs> thought in his mind until his last breath leaves him. Yeah. I then too could die a happy man. Yeah, man, I would pay for that. I would pay for yeah. that. Um, yeah. So the the next the the last text message is just a uh, a link to the uh, YouTube clip from Quantum Leap where um, the main character says He's I'm retarded. retarded, and then he looks in the mirror and there's a guy with Down syndrome, which um, is like an all time great television show moment for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like absolutely I can watch that on repeat for an hour and never get tired of it. Um, and also, I have like a genuine soft spot for Quantum Leap. Like I fucking love that show. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's really just, it's a really fucking beautiful thing. Different time. Like I said, everybody got the pass in 1995, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So different time, different culture. Um, I already plugged the Patreon, so I'll just say, if you want to send in music, it's demolitionpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that uh, your submission is a year or less old because we like to keep things timely. I think we are uh, a little bit over a month behind on submissions at this point. So again, if you're a first time submitter, realize it's going to be a grip before we actually get your shit in the queue. That's just how it works. We get a lot of people sending a lot of stuff to this show. Um, if you want to uh, call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just please don't call in twice if you can help it. Um, and uh, you know, keep your message under 90 seconds if you can. And uh, beyond that, <laughs> I just watched that fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's really good, man. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a fucking classic. <laughs> is, that, is that your first time seeing that? No, it's the first time. <laughs> All right, thanks. See ya. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>